Hello and welcome. It's No Guitar Is Safe, episode 37, and I have a mind-bogglingly awesome guitarist on the show today. His name is Daniele Gotardo. But before I get started, sincerely, I want to tell you that we've done something special for you who listen to the show and only you who listen. And that's an offer of 12 issues, an entire year of Guitar Player Magazine in your mailbox for just five bucks. That is a steal. Please head to guitarplayer.com slash NGIS, as in no guitar is safe. That's guitarplayer.com slash NGIS and activate your offer. It is only for you because Guitar Player Magazine, as you know, believes in this podcast and they want to offer this to you and you will make us look good. You'll make this show look good. If you sign up for that, I really do appreciate it and I thank you in advance. That's guitarplayer.com slash NGIS. Wow. You are about to get your mind blown by today's guest because you're, I mean, you're just going to want to listen to some of these things twice, some of the things he's going to show you. Where technique and harmony and timbre and modulation in the space-time continuum or something all overlap. But before I get going, I just got to say, you know, I just, uh, just for kicks, took a little break here, looked at the news, because you know what? There's so much going on. That's because today is November 9th, 2016, and the presidential election results here in America have just come in mere hours ago, and people are kind of surprised. Some people are celebrating. People are protesting. Other people are rejoicing. Other people are crying. I'm looking at a map of the United States. It looks like a checkerboard. Not just the states, but the individual counties. It's like sometimes you see people debating and stuff. Like, for instance, I had two friends on Facebook a few days before the election. They don't know each other other than through Facebook, perhaps, but I know them both. Whoa, just a pause here for this awesome string break from Daniele. Anyway, as I was saying, I know them both, and uh, they're kind of locking horns. Kind of like really going at it over some policy differences of opinion, and I'm starting to get a little heated. And I'm like, you know what, guys? I know both of you. And if you guys both had guitars in your hands, you would have the most epic jam, because you are both badass players. And it's amazing, that's the universal language. The language of music, man, it transcends all the differences. It's the universal language that we all share, wouldn't you agree? I know some people think it's music and math. I can get behind that. You don't necessarily have to speak someone's language to communicate an amazing equation. Whatever, the, the symmetry. 
this is your break to go into the amazing world of an amazing guitarist. I couldn't think of a better guest really for today because speaking of the universal language of music, you know, he comes from Italy, Italia, and um, his name is Daniele Guitardo. Daniele. Man, my Italian sucks, but I always got to make an effort. And he is just a true virtuoso. And, you know, his English is really improving and everything. But, you know, there's that thing where the music, I think we're communicating on this episode better with our music than verbally in some cases, which is great, which is the shit. That's the shit, I'm telling you. The connection. And I just loved all of the things that he showed me. By the way, yeah, you've been hearing clips from his albums like Non Temperato and uh, Frenzy of Ecstasy and Giant Nuts, Daniele Gattardo and the Nuts. That's the one where he uh, is doing the jazz standards and going off on classic jazz tunes. thing he's a truly virtuosic technician meaning you know his skill on the fretboard is sick but it's his direction compositionally too that just takes it to a whole other plane takes it to the cosmos the stuff he's searching for the stuff he's already learned just phenomenal now, heads up, there's an entire, like, 13, 14-minute tapping lesson. And I say tapping, but what I really mean is using two hands on the fretboard. He's so good at it, and it and it's so deep, and it's so technical. That I film that, and you're going to want to go see that part on the Facebook page for No Guitar Is Safe. Or on the YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, Jude Gold. That's me. Hi. How are you? But everything else is self-contained right in here. And um, it's crazy. That's all I got to say. Some of the stuff he does, the way he ties things together. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here. I really think that, that this is some really cool, deep, legendary, incredible, mind-opening stuff. And Daniele is earning some stellar accolades from his peers and from those who forged the way before him. Specifically right now, I'm thinking of Steve Vai, who was also on this podcast a few episodes ago. He said, folks, I'm often asked who my favorite new young guitar player is. Well, here he is, Daniele Gotardo. That's pretty high praise. I think I've seen Vai praise Daniele other places as well. So I hook up with him just outside of San Francisco, and boom, we are playing, gosh, I have, I'm playing a little two-rock combo, 35-watt jet from Two Rock, great Northern California company. Daniele is plugged into a Ingle half-stack fire-breathing thing, but it's really on just set to like baby dragon mode, like really quiet. Ingle 670 special edition, the EL34s, and we just play and uh, take it to the moon and back. And I know you noticed the crazy guitar Simpsons theme, the guitar-heavy version of the Simpsons' famous opening theme. That, of course, was Daniele 
And uh, he loves that theme. He loves, like, he's always studying composition and how, you know, he's learning it, folks. I'm telling you, you know it's true. Good composers borrow, great ones steal. I'm not saying Danielli's stealing, but I guarantee you he's learning from every single piece he does. And it's funny, we met on Halloween day as, you know, the afternoon was starting to fade away. We finished this up. Things were about to get crazy. And Danielli released a video for that Simpsons theme online. Of course, I'll share it on the No Guitar Safe Facebook page. I'm sure you can find it different places. There's even a cat on there playing theremin. No, I'm not making that up. I'm not tripping. That's actually true. Well, I think the cat gets a little assistance most of the time. But you know what I'm saying. Check it out. Daniele Gotardo, you can find him online at his website, officialdaniellegotardo.com. I also want to thank Guitar Player Magazine and guitarplayer.com. Dig that subscription offer. You got 30 days from now, $5. That's a steal, folks. I'd like to say that you'd even get my Green Day cover story that I just wrote. If you sign up right away, I'm not sure. You might have to backorder that one (laughs) but there's always more stuff down the pipeline i really had fun interviewing billy joe from green day sadly it was a phoner because he's in the middle of a big tour so it wasn't in person otherwise you know i'd have him right here for you but maybe down the road it's just great having a genius composer like daniele on the show last time two weeks ago we had mike keneally another genius guitarist and composer So many uh, great players recently, too, as always. I love every one of these episodes, and uh, I just, I do this because I'm like you. I just, I'm always wanting to learn more about guitar and about music. So I hope you uh, do just that with today's show. Damn, that's some cool stuff you're about to hear. All right, let's do it. Let's hop in the copter, head up to the Bay Area, and hang out with Daniele. The power of would never leave the house but maybe i left the house and that's the problem of why i can't play that oh man have can't. you ever left the house how did you learn to do that no i, I never left the house but for other reason <laughs> right <laughs> i'm kidding you left the house one once or twice yeah especially here in california you know because i'm not used to be here so <laughs> Maybe let's uh, man, you have so many beautiful songs and they all have so many different vibes to them. I, I love, for example, I love the vibe on guitar sprego. How, how do you say it? Yeah, guitar sprego. What does sprego mean? Sprego, <laughs> it's an hilarious name. Uh, it uh, sprego means like uh, to um, destroy, you know. Ah, you take a piece of paper, you I'll tear it in half, and uh, <laughs> it's a song dedicated to the guitar for this reason. It's called guitar sprego. And, it was not super easy to play when I wrote it and I say, okay, I was finding for an hilarious name. <laughs> it's good. I mean, I just, I love Italian so much. I've been to Italy two or three times, played there. Cool. It's like the best. Cool. And the Thank language you, is so great too. Like I remember we were trying to order some limoncello. Yeah. Yeah. Limoncello. And I he love didn't, it. they didn't understand us until I was like, oh, limoncello. You ah. got to say it correctly. The vibe. It's like when I, I try to... Um, 
have a drink here I want a Long Island and need to say Long Island yeah, otherwise uh, it's happened a lot of times the same things also with me here they didn't understand for four time Long Island Long Island now I really want to play a <laughs> tune with you or something and try to hang with you but yeah, just curious like how do your parents say your name I would say Daniele Gotardo or I don't know I'm no, American no, it's perfect Daniele Gotardo oh, that's good no no you're I'm okay good. I'm on track I'm not completely off yeah, oh, my, the last thing I want to say about Italy is uh, it was just so great there because that's the only place I've ever played with the band that I play with, Jefferson Starship, yeah. Where, yeah, we act, where we actually had a crowd surfer. There's so much spirit. In, you played in Siena, right, also? I think that, that show was Siena where we had someone. Wow, They wow. were surfing. <laughs> we were playing. Don't you want somebody Cool, man. Famous song from the 60s. And, and, the, and the Italian people, they understood the history and the power. And that it, yeah, it was a great moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, Italy is not in a very magical place musically now. And then I'm glad uh, the repertory of uh, Jefferson was well, appreciated and understood. But you are bringing the magic of Italy here, man, in the tradition of Paganini, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Italian virtuoso in the house. So I was going to try to see if I could uh, accompany you on your beautiful tune, guitar, spray. You want to try guitar, spray, yes?
<laughs> I love thank it, man. You, thank you, man, for playing that uh, part. Uh, very cool to play with you, man. No, the honor is all mine just watching no, you play this. Crazy. Great tone, incredible playing. And you're playing through uh, this awesome Engel half stack here. It sounds. This is the quietest I've ever heard an Engel half stack. World record quietest. Yeah. I like to. Uh, to play when I write uh, some song and play and I am at home uh, to play quietly um, you know for don't get uh, the neighbor mad of me <laughs> and uh, fortunately yes uh, this badass angle sound yeah. well also quiet I love uh, to play with the good arms also it's working it's working now do you have, uh, first of all I can't help but notice you have a scalloped fretboard when did you start scalloping your fretboards Okay, it's a question a lot of people ask me and it's kind of hilarious because um, when I started to play guitar, uh, my technique was very rusty, you know? Mm -hmm. I playing a um, kid's song, I play um, glam, hard rock, uh, you know? Uh, things like... Um, these things a little bit... Uh, yeah. How you can say in English? How you can describe this? It's like sound. blues rock licks, or yeah, yeah, Ace Freely things like yeah. that. And um, then I discovered Ingvi and discovered all the shred from America, you know. Uh, and then I said, "My God, what they are doing? I want to play fast." And a friend of my dad said, "If you want to play fast, you must have a scalloped fretboard because Ingvi." plays the scalloped and he plays very fast ah really okay let's uh, go to a lucha and, and let's do it yes but uh, you know the reason was kind of uh, silly he didn't have experience <laughs> at all uh, and uh, I decided because uh, I was thinking it's not my fault if I'm not able to play fast it's the uh, fault of the fretboard that uh, is not good for me did it when you finally got it scalloped were you like amazed at how it felt or did it feel a lot different when you got the guitar back from the luthier a little bit but uh, I realized uh, I needed to maybe to study and uh, but uh, I like it um, I like the, the feeling immediately and uh, I still love it in fact this is first guitar I started to play guitar when I started to play this was your first guitar yeah yeah is this the one your father gave you exactly very nice so yeah, you figured out that a scallop fretboard is all you need to play fast and 10,000 hours of practice, as yeah, they say. Yeah, probably, probably, <laughs> yes, yes. But so, I still love it. I still love this fretboard. Oh, it's a Fender Strat we're looking at. It looks like, um, you know, it's got that Jeff Beck nut on there and those lace sensor pickups. And nice yeah. fat frets. You got some put some fat frets on there, huh? Yeah, it's always had a fat fret, but uh, it is... Um, Changed uh, very recently. Maybe yeah. for this reason you like. Yeah, I noticed that. It's but uh, I like uh, the actions. I love um, to don't have too. Uh, the action needs to be a little bit high to me. The fret needs to be big yeah. uh, because I need to take the strings under my finger. Well, you know, I need to play a band. You know, I don't like a low action. I can't play with a low action. Oh, I know. I'm I'm probably playing way too low action on this guitar for you. So, so show me how the scalloping works, like with bends and just. Yeah, scalloped maybe is good. Uh, probably not for play fast or for play with tapping. Somebody asked me, Ah, the scallop is good for eight finger tapping. No, it's, it's not uh, good. Uh, it's better to have. Uh, as good as we can yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah I love um, especially in the high register where I work a lot uh, 
I like um, the way you can uh, control the string, uh, have uh, the string under your finger. Those are those are tap notes, and they just sound so great. So the, the way you did that, it was just like it was having a, a extra finger on your fretting hand. Yeah, I like uh, I like I love to use the high register of the guitar, especially in my composition. And um, a lot of time I reach with tapping, but often tapping, especially on longer notes, can sound very weak. You know, for this reason, I use um, eleven strings. I try to push hard, you know, and uh, this gallop helped me a little bit. And yes, I, I want uh, the sound like uh, if I'm picking, you know, also. Yeah. Also in the very high register, like... Uh, sometimes I use the pinky, like that. For sometimes I pick. I use my pinky. I see. So you're tapping the note, but you're holding the note with your tapping finger, and exactly. on the same hand, you're picking with your pinky. Show me, show exactly. me that again. Wow. I'm filming this, and even now, I would if you hadn't pointed that out, I wouldn't have noticed that you were using your pinky there. To Sometimes, uh, recently, also in the song of my new album, I use this technique, especially when I want to, uh, to play with uh, with a very low dynamic, very low volumes. For instance, I, I am at one now this is zero very just a, the, a tiny little bit of volume i can have okay like more quiet more gentle touch or more okay a different idea Okay. That's or, beautiful. It has, that has that Pink Floyd sound almost. Really? It's like, you know, it's like beautiful, soulful sound. Play. I can play, for instance, on... I want a different uh, dynamic on the tapping. So you know what I'd love to start with? I'd love to hear one of your, I mean, I know that you started off with Kiss as maybe your first real guitar influence. And then you come to an album like Non Temperato yeah, and yeah. you have like Rimsky's beard. Just yeah, the most yeah. beautiful, and you've got how many strings are on there? What do you what do you have for, as far as instrumentation? Instrumentation. That song has a has a little orchestra. You got a mini orchestra. Yeah, mini because it's like a chamber orchestra. I have a, a string quartet. Okay. I have a, a, a quartet of uh, woodwinds. I mean, um, uh, flute, uh, oboe, oboe, clarinet, and um, bassoon. Mm-hmm. 
that song I have also the contrabass song that I really wow. like is, is working uh, together with the seven strings with the seven string guitar seven string and bassoon is the very giant sound giant <laughs> also right that, that song is not giant at all but uh, it's very heavy in fact I want to develop in, in the future other music using the contrabassoon uh, mixed with uh, seven or eight strings very loud so how did you record this where did you record it and how do you mix loud guitars with chamber instruments uh, this is a good question it was not uh, very easy in fact um, the, the most the things I'm most uh, happy about this album is not uh, maybe the composition but is the the balanced I was able to find uh, between a uh, classical instrument and a uh, rock instrument and um, of course I played uh, this music also live uh, with um, the real bassoon things like that it's not very easy to because uh, we understand it's not a very natural mix to mix a very classical instrument that has a unlimited volume with a, a seven guitar that can destroy everything. Well, luckily you have experience playing low volume, as we learned today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, another problem is also the timber, you know, and um, mix the timber in a, a credible way. For instance, the example of the contrabassoon is perfect because uh, uh, to me is uh, perfectly in the middle is a perfect um, point uh, between um, the sound of a string, uh, lower string uh, of uh, an electric guitar with a distortion and a very aggressive tone from the classical sound. Right. And uh, I use uh, sometimes this instrument like... Um, a common sound for connect the rock trio like a drum bass and guitar the rock world and the classical world starting from contrabasso that is very heavy and it works well with the other two things it's like to create a modulation in harmony where sometimes you in classical especially you use a common chord for connect two different right. keys it's the same things using a common timbre common timbre perfectly right. exactly that's cool. So the bridge. Yeah, if you want, I can sure. play to you the um, contrabasson in um, in solo, maybe. Sure, maybe if I you have, want, uh, that would be really cool to hear. Yeah, from Caligula or from Rimsky. This is the contrabasson from uh, Caligula. <laughs> this one, uh, this contrabasson is uh, from uh, Rimsky. That is working with the guitar. Thanks for showing us that. That's so cool to hear the track soloed. Now, um, so I want to go back again to your childhood, but I know that today, before we even got set up, you said you were doing the Simpsons theme again, doing a video. Can you show, how do you approach that? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I approach... Um, First of all, do you watch the Simpsons in your whole life in Italy? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, in yeah, yeah. Isol in Italiano? Yeah, yeah, I love them. <laughs> Great. And I always uh, love the... Um, the team, um, because it's a super cool uh, piece of music uh, that has a great arrangement too, and has great harmonies, and is uh, virtuosistic. That uh, piece can connect the things we are talking today, you know, harmony, shred if we want, because uh, it's a lot of past was 
complex to play then my idea was uh, okay let's try to to say this song i want to try to play different uh, uh, different instruments uh, together you know this was my idea and starting from the team Team uh, simple, but I like the harmony that express the harmony of um, that is called in classical music uh, French six, a dominant chord. Uh, it can be easily in modern music we can think this chord like a, a seven chord with uh, the flat five. Okay, is there a seven in there? No, not seven. Oh, okay. Uh, the French six have the seventh, but... Uh, it's that cool sound that the kids would say, Lydian. The melody. That's, uh, I like this kind of modulation. It's modulated uh, from C major to... B major to E major to E flat major, you know, using uh, the minor seven is here in the melody. It became the leading tone of B major. It's very, right. it's cool. This is the minor seven became. It's a move to B major and. Uh, We have this line, you know. I like this melody, this harmony. I like uh, the fast part. Uh, Wall tone mixed with uh, uh, Lydian dominant, leading tone around the Lydian dominant. So. Then we have some clarinets playing some, uh, again, some uh, world tone uh, harmonies. Like this is another process for the tapping, for instance, you was talking earlier, you know. Two notes per, two note per hands. like that and uh, yeah I like it to mix different uh, take uh, the different instruments from the arrangement and try to play with the technique uh, I was uh, I'm more it, 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 uh, it is more easy for me it works more easy for me for instance the faster run of the strings uh, I, I use a kind of hybrid picking. Okay. Right. So you're throwing in a couple pluck notes there with your right hand. Yeah, when I, 
a change the strings, like to use a hybrid, mix it with alternate, mix it with uh, legato, tapping, uh, things like that. I really, I'm not very good in alternate picking because uh, I never put too focus. Um, I find that for my music, a few application of picking everything, you know? Then um, I like uh, to have in the same line different kind of timber, you know? I agree. If it's all legato or if it's all alternate, then it sounds less dimensional, but you have different sounds in the middle of a line. It sounds more three-dimensional. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 for sure. Now, how do you, what advice do you have for a guitar player who wants to bring in actual string players? But yeah, with, we are so different from them, especially if we come from a rock and roll background. How do you communicate with them? How do you not piss them off? <laughs> You mean in an arrangement? What, uh, when you bring them and you've hired them and you've paid them to come to record and they're ah. sitting there and they're looking at you and they're like, okay, let's do this. What's the best thing to ah, know? Okay, cool question. I think uh, first it's important if it is possible to find a, a classical players in this case that are open-minded and, and maybe they have also some other experience from uh, recording pop music, uh, you know, but uh, I had a lot of experience with purists of classical music that was uh, totally open and uh, they totally loved to play also heavy song from, for instance, from my last album, like uh, Rimsky, Beard or, or Caligula. They totally liked uh, them, you know, they was very excited. And uh, yes, it's important to work uh, a lot on uh, the pre-production, you know, for uh, to be sure about the part. Uh. I like to to write a playable part for the classical musician. I take care of the complex part. I have a lot of time maybe for myself to prepare it but when, like you said, you hired some classical musician, you need to record and your battle maybe is not incredible like the battle of Lady Gaga, I don't know, for instance uh, yeah. uh, it's important, uh, the part must to be... Yeah, that's true, that's one thing I learned in music school was I would see students they would figure, oh, you know, they're classical musicians, they can read anything I'll give them anything well, that's not necessarily true. You don't want to give them something that's insane to play unless you're really aware of that. Yes, if you have time for rehearsal and uh, you have a big budget, you can do everything. If you your budget is not uh, incredible, it's better to call a good musician and uh, write a part that are sounding good also without the rehearsal. A lot of things uh, was uh, like that in the past. Uh, a lot of yeah. musical technique, like uh, the use the use of the suspension, for instance, in music, it was for help the the performance to don't be out of tune. A lot of right things like that, you know. Um, and uh, sometimes uh, I forget on the guitar. I must to be more aware about that. Sometimes we, especially if you like to play te technical things, uh, okay. 
play technical things, but they need to, in the end of the day, they need to sound good. Then it's important. To me, a master of these things is Joshua Triani. Yes. He play things that came out very well, you know? Yeah. Um, are complex, but also are designed, I think, for sound uh, consistent. They're that complex, but yeah, but they sound simple almost and clear. They s sound clear, yeah, simple, but maybe they are not like that. But right. uh, the important things uh, is uh, when we are going to play, it can be a lead or can be a, a rhythm. I mean, uh, it's very important uh, for uh, be a credible musician. The part need to be consistent, and then uh, the part must to be designed for be like that. Then I try to be like I try to use this thinking when I go to write for other instruments. Also because I'm aware. I can't stay one day recording one instrument. If yeah. I need to record a 15 instrument, you know, I have no time. And also by the year I'm gain more gaining more experience on the guitar and I'm working more in this direction. Okay, the part needs to come out consistent for a live performance also, you know. And it, you know, you—that's the ultimate thing—is to go beyond your own instrument and then start playing other instruments, so to speak. You know, like you're—you become a composer, so you don't just play guitar anymore. You play the string quartet, you play the other instruments. But let's go back. How did you start? What was the first guitar lick you ever played that you remember? Uh, the very first I remember, it was a group of four notes. It was—it uh, was uh, things like that. <laughs> Because my dad is a guitar player, and um, he loves to play solos, and I think uh, I love to play solo for this reason. Because I was used to listen solo, I take this thing from him. I think, and uh, he was always taking solo, very little rhythm part, like BB King, you know, that prefer to sing and sing on the guitar, and I have another guitar player to make the comping. A lot of blues stuff he did. Yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, a lot of blue stuff. And then uh, uh, I remember one day I said, okay, let him show me something on the guitar. I wasn't interested in the guitar at all, but I was uh, hearing the guitar. Did you ever play blues with your father? Did you ever yeah, play? Yeah, a little bit. Play like your father. What did he show you? I'll play rhythm. Okay. cool so yeah he gets that's a little bb king a little rock and roll in there yeah 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 um he was more also rock blues uh, uh but um i think uh i'm not a blues guitar player at all but uh, i like blues and i think it's important for if you play electric guitar to know blues also if you play shred if you play jazz uh, bebop if you play contemporary metal which you play all of all those styles because <laughs> you're a maniac like on your new album you have uh, like tenor madness and mr pc those are blueses but they're like bebop blues or yeah more bebop hard bop. blues hard, yeah more hard bop exactly yeah like um when i started to play after the kiss period i started to be interested in all these kind of shred things now can you show me 
the solo on Firehouse. How does he, how does Ace freely? This is an honest question. How does he go? He released a video recently where he talked about that oh, uh, kind of chicken picking. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's a long, uh, a lot of time on playing this solo, you know. But solo i think yeah. i was a uh, 15 years i didn't play this solo but how come you didn't start playing guitar till you're 14 or 15 or 14 yeah because earlier was interesting more in uh, visual art other things yeah. and uh, i started to play only because i found the guitar there in the sofa otherwise yeah. uh, i was very little interested in music too it's crazy but then when i started to play guitar uh, i stopped to working the other my other artistic passion right you kind of branched away from being a artist and masterful drawist you did a lot of drawing yeah yeah i like to draw yeah yeah different technique also there i like to mix different techniques also in that area i was i wanted to be a professional artist but then uh, little by little uh, the music uh, take uh, the place of that other art where did you branch out from Kiss? Like when, what was once you started getting into more advanced guitar playing? What did you study? Yes, uh, I discovered Ingvi that uh, was a big influence for me. You know, so the scalloped. Right. And Can you uh, demonstrate any, any, any sort of anything? Uh, let me. See. I love it. Where do I remember, man? <laughs> that's a lot of years I don't play these things. That's beautiful. Dude, you really are getting some of that wonderful Ingve Strat tone, and, and I realize that yeah, maybe the scallop has some of it. I mean, most of it's your fingers and your vibrato inside you, but I must use a twenty-one fret maybe for be more Ingve and uh, also more light strings. He is very light right, strings, right. you know. But I'm with you. Twenty-two frets is a good thing. It yeah. does not affect where the neck pickup is on a Stratocaster. So let's just make them all twenty-two, even those vintage ones. They want to make them 21 because to be the same as they used to be, but 22 is better. I agree. 22 is a good amount because I need a denote, you know? Yeah, it gets you a whole step away from the octave and you can easy bend. Exactly. So where did you go after Ingve? 
And how did you end up going down the compositional road? Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, music uh, is also art is a, a form of uh, evolution. Then I like to develop uh, different musical language, you know. And then um, we think we started to discover the shred movement of my, like uh, of Mike Varney, you know, to, all these things. Uh, then, um, of course, I started to know and study Giuseppe uh, Triani, Steve Vai, your friends. I don't know if they're my friends, but I, I know those guys. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, very, I mean, we're all friends. Steve Vai has become your friend. Yeah, yeah. And I'm honored to be part of your amazing uh, podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm, seriously, thank you for being on it. And, it, I mean, the honor is all mine to just sit here and have a... Basically, some really incredible guitar tips from you. It's just, I, I re, we really appreciate it. everyone listening. I know. And Steve Vai said some nice things about you recently. I've read a few things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super, super nice and sweet. Uh, and uh, didn't expect uh, also th- he, um, these words from him. Yeah, you know, you've kind of become friends with him, I guess. You had a show the other night here in uh, in the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. He played uh, at the Fillmore. So oh, the Fillmore, right, right. Cool place in San Francisco. I went to see him uh, for his um, tour uh, anniversary of Passion and Warfare. It was pretty super badass, you know, to see. Because, uh, like you know, you know, better than me, that album was very important, the uh, guitar history, you know. And then um, I studied, like a lot of us, uh, I studied some of that material and uh, to watch uh, all the sound together that night also with the video together with the video it was very very cool and uh, make me remember uh, when i started to play guitar and uh, why make me remember when i found the motivation for uh, start to spend a little bit of, of hour on the guitar to try to become uh, a guitar player with a little bit of consistency. Sometimes uh, now in the recent years, I play. I think okay, I like more maybe more the composition than the guitar. I don't want to, you know. But uh, thanks to the, that concert, I was able to see why I love it a lot. The guitar. Now, what did you and Steve talk about at the end of the show? Did you get? I know you said hi. Did you guys have a little conversation or anything? Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, we talk uh, about uh, music, uh, creativity. Like you know, he's super deep in creativity. In, uh, did he ask you any questions? What did he ask you when you guys were hanging out? Um, what he asked me? Um, we was talking a little bit about. Uh, the new things I was working on. Uh, then we talk about his show, of course. Uh, uh, he asked me what I was doing uh, musically, you know, and I have uh, working on new composition just now, just finished uh, um, working on the new album of Gretchen Man. Yes. This is your really friend. Absolutely. For a long time, right? Yeah, since like 2008. Yeah, you played together. Yeah, the band together. Super cool. And I know her album is coming out soon, and you're helping produce that. And yeah, yeah, it was a it's a huge album. Right, right. And uh, we use strings. Also, we was talking about strings player. We had an incredible string player from Italy. We recorded half in Italy and half uh, here. Amazing. We use strings. Then um, backing on the. Steve I, yes, we talk about um, composition because I was saying now I'm just back to compose more for a future work, you know. Then it's more deep in composition too. 
and I'm trying to find a new place for the guitar, trying to go beyond the, the non-temperato idea. You, yeah, sorry, go beyond the what? Beyond the non-temperato oh, yeah. album idea right. of using the guitar with a, the orchestra. It will be still orchestra, but it will be different kind of sounds, different uh, timber, trying to work more with the timber. That's and great. we talk with this with Steve. Uh, we talk about the uh, future. Who know? Maybe in the future some collaboration will come out. Who know? We will yeah. see. That would be wonderful. Absolutely. Now, how did you end up going into a, like um, into a compositional direction? And how did you learn how to compose after you know probably several years after you studied Ingve and everything? How did you get into that direction? And did you go to school or where did you learn it? Yes, I started to be interested in composition soon. Um, with Ingwe I was uh, listening a lot of uh, also Jason Becker that is also I have uh, the honor to be also a friend of mine yeah so I first learned of you is from seeing Jason Becker photos with you or whatever ah cool yeah and uh, Jason was also one of the guitar players that was uh, like uh, with uh, Steve Fai uh, also deep in composition then uh, right. it was a uh, very it uh, helped me a lot uh, studying jazz for expand my vocabulary about technique but also it inspired me a lot about uh, composition okay with the guitar i can do different stuff okay and then a uh, little by little i started to be very interested in the, um, the classical uh, technique of composition starting from the harmony you know um, I always related the harmonies with uh, uh, like a, a common point between uh, music and uh, visual art harmony and color to me works very well together interesting yeah it's cool yes recently that I started to use to use a not very tonal harmony I work uh, with uh, colors with notes group of notes that represent some colors and put together some colors for create some shadows some um, effect visual effect and i transpose this idea on music ah, you know that's cool okay i have a, a purple with a little bit of with a little bit of gold gold man with a bit uh, of gold paper, i can okay paper and gold i i understand mostly papa <laughs> for gold okay i have a c sharp note with a with a e note yeah the f natural very far away from the c sharp f natural e f natural then it creates an harmonies not harmonica not from a tonal harmony is there another example of one of your songs from one of your albums that you think is a good example of you using harmony as colors that I could play right here? I'm doing uh, new things that uh, has this kind of stuff. Is it coming up? Anything I up? can give you a preview of uh, a not released song oh, yeah. that I'm still working, still on, on work, yeah. but that represents things. I have two harmony. I have uh, uh, a C, C minor 6 and a F sharp minor 6 that the true contrast color that are related by a common note you know this E flat became the D sharp okay E flat minor 3rd of C B 
became the 6 of F sharp and the A that is the 6 of C became the minor 3rd of the F sharp then this is the when you put two color together you have a these two notes are the common yeah, notes that creates the tritone yeah it's a tritone between other two tritone that's cool that is the main material okay create a scale that uh, is not uh, from tonal music and um, I work uh, starting with colors develop some shape can I um, play to you you have some of it recorded yeah 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 we can listen a uh, recording from a composition I'm doing a very recent it is recent weeks so how is it recorded is it um, MIDI instruments or virtual yeah virtual instrument uh, record uh, something with um, a keyboard my pre-production like on logic yeah with virtual instruments i try to find a good uh, library because i want to hear a good tone in the pre-production when you enter the notes for the virtual instrument do you write them in on notation and then it reads the notation staff or do you play them in on a keyboard uh but depends depends right. about the situation about depends about uh, the inspiration and also about how difficult is the part <laughs> right. because uh and really, I cannot play piano, only just a little bit. But for talking about how I went deep in composition, yeah, I want to go ahead like that and mixing also this concept. Uh, um, it was very helpful for me to start to use other instruments, like we was talking, strings, uh, woodwinds, uh, things like that, reading, uh, start to re read uh, a lot of uh, score, classical score, you know and uh, then another mainly my main exercise uh, when I'm not playing uh, about music is reading score score reading you know learning uh, and I can um, learn um, where uh, some instruments works uh, better sometimes I have a score I read uh, I play okay the oboe part okay I play on the guitar I can check where it's working you know things like that interesting I try to connect uh, sometimes uh, now the other night you were uh, was the big Halloween night in San Francisco. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a bunch of costumes. What were you? You were. What was your costume? You must have had a costume. I was uh, dressed like a um, clocking orange. Clockwork, clockwork orange. Clock, yes, sorry I can't for even, my English. I can't even my say. My English it. <laughs> is uh, still a work in progress. I need to learn a lot, man. But it's it's really I can see the improvement, man. It's, you thank learn you, you learn you. fast, just like you do in guitar. So you were you were that character from Clockwork Orange with the. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it to be in a costume also because I don't know. I feel like if you are in a costume, you can. I can feel more. Uh, I am more relaxed playing. Right, uninhibited. Now, what yeah, I want. Exactly. What I want to get to is Gretchen said you were playing some crazy Russian composer, Leodov, or. 
Leah yeah, yeah. Doff um, to open the show on a Halloween night. You're opening with Leah Doff. A symphonic poem. Okay, okay. seven and a half minute of symphonic poem. Poem. Right. So. And uh, yeah, um, yes, you know, I am a, a solo guitar player and. Uh, Okay, like uh, I do, especially in my first album, a lot of compose composition oriented on the guitar, pure guitar. But uh, I want to try also something of different, you know. Also, my album on Teparatus is an attempt to try to use the guitar in another, in a, just a little bit different way with another mix of timber. And uh, I want to try always new solution. Tell, okay, why if I, I play a music that it's just music where the guitar has a little part okay right. because uh, otherwise very easy to shred uh, all the time or have uh, the guitar uh, like a substitution of the voice that is great but i also want to be less than i don't want always to be the lead instruments right you know then uh, i have fun playing this composition I, I love this composer, it's called Anatoly Liadov. It's a pretty, unfortunately, it's a pretty unknown, but uh, it's a, one of my main inspiration because um, especially for harmonies, you know, the use of uh, his harmonies. I love a Russian composer, right. Rimsky, Beard, you know. Yeah. I have a lot of Russian uh, uh, reference of, of my songs. So for, how did you perform this, this Liadov piece? Was it a solo or do you have backing tracks or yeah i used a backing track and also i needed to to pitch the backing track because uh, the tuning was a little bit high that is uh, another problem when you record a, a classical instrument especially the woodwinds they can be in an, not uh, 440 right hertz, but they can be a little bit more and uh, i take the the full score of the orchestra uh-huh. and they make a reduction Okay, and I decide. Um, okay, now I play the part of um, the oboe. Can for I hear some of it? I'd love yeah, to hear it. For instance, I have a part of oboe that play a very nice melody, like a. I think it's like that. Sometimes I go to improvise, or when I know the change, that is. Like a, a lot of change, right. but unfortunately, the harmonic rhythm is not too fast. Then I went to improvise over this kind of modal sound C major and B flat minor 7, 6. It's, pretty, it's a pretty um, Phrygian sound, Phrygian major sound, but um, I approach uh, the chord uh, by themselves, for instance. But the other was sometimes I can make a reduction of the strings. For instance, it's a part that play a very um, chromatic harmony, you know, in the style of Wagner, so, uh, 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 things like. Um,
or other parts, uh, like uh, with some uh, octatonic rotation by minor thirds uh, with altered chord, a very chromatic harmony. I love like. To provide us over yeah. these chords, uh, that's beautiful. This is a jazz chord, can be a jazz chord, yeah. but using in another situation, also this chord, we can find uh, this chord in jazz music, right? But it's rare, it's move uh, like that in jazz, you know, right? This is another pretty common voicing, you know, in jazz, but just they move like yeah. that very often, yeah. you know. Functional harmony. Okay. Five. A little two five one. Yeah. In a um, classical romantic, late romantic, they move uh, with enough function of dominant. You know, I like this color. Okay, other kind of relation and uh, movement. That this uh, composition inspired me a lot for find the yeah. colors for use uh, to incorporate in my composition also. That's awesome. So you're borrowing these devices from great classical pieces. Yeah, I can study. You're in your Russian phase right now, I take it. My Russian phase is very long, uh, like five years now. I try to move... Uh, to live, but uh, it's difficult <laughs> because I always find the new Russian composer more unknown. Another uh, I love, I love is um, Ippolito Ivanov that use okay. a kind of a double harmonic sound, a very oriental sound. Uh, Can you play something with the backing track, or or is it? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, maybe something like you did the other night at the show. Yeah, man, we can try. One of these uh, compositions. I'd love to hear it with all the harmony, even though you're doing an amazing job of playing the harmony and the melody on top. Thank you. 
Yes, sorry. That's great. Sorry for that. Sorry for that tuning. Uh, the orchestra was in another pitch. Yes, all those other guys. You know, kind of. Yeah, give them some electronic tuners. No, no, that's beautiful. I, thank you so much. That was an amazing concert right here in front of my face. I mean, I was, <laughs> I'm filming this. I'm filming this, folks. Film this stuff. So you can see it later. Thank you, man. Thank you. Glad if you like this sound. Uh yeah, like I said, I started oh, yes. to read yes, the I score like and then I make a reduction, play on the guitar for find the, for find the inspiration, you know, from different uh, instrument, different arrangement. Uh, yeah, That's, I like yeah. to do this stuff. That's just sick, man. Thank sick. you, man. <laughs> now you just did some big concerts, right? What's the music and scene? Tell me about that. What was that? Who's playing? Where uh, were you yes, playing? Yes, in France, it was a very cool um, festival was playing uh steve i was playing too was playing uh was an opening for carlos santana wow yeah um, played uh eric gales uh eric gales in the house yeah great player uh twister sisters uh, joseph triani was in the same day of these guys and uh was a um, 
incredible incredible uh, stage uh, and i was able to perform uh, with uh, my little um, uh, chamber orchestra that's amazing yeah i've seen the photos so you brought them along yeah yeah and um, we was an <laughs> 11 musician on the stage uh, mixed with the backing track also the instrument i did have live i still used on the backing tracks for have a, a discographic effect wow. in the end wow. of the day and um, and how did they all how did you all follow the backing track was was there the in monitors people just hearing it or was there a conductor the drummer the drummer so, oh yeah drummer make a it is like the conductor in this case uh, he give the click uh, we have all the score for the musician um, very nice with the same uh, bar of pro tools you yes. know where we are running the backing track and uh, yes in that situation the um, the drummer is a director sometimes like w like we was talking in the beginning it can be difficult to mix the rock uh, section yeah. with the classical but uh, we use plexiglass for around the guitar amp and drums yeah 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 and um the sneeze guard as we like to call it the sneeze guard <laughs> exactly and uh in it in europe i use a uh, bogner usually bogner cool. amplifier and they like um, they go they works uh, pretty well also with low volume that makes sense you use a california amp when you're way over there and when you're way over here use a german amp exactly I, I exactly understand. it makes perfect sense <laughs> And um, I'd love, there's, there's so much cool stuff you do, like on the beginning of Milestones. These yeah. things? Yeah, you're kind of like, that's cool. So you're doing like unisons. You're, show me what you're doing. Yeah, which strings it's all random things about uh, I love that. Very easy. Two notes per string. Yeah. Uh, so you're two different strings. Show us, show us what your fretting hand is doing. Your fretting hand. Left hand, I'm playing around. Um, Third string. Yes, yeah, so the bass is playing over. On C. Right. Yeah, the bass on C. I'm playing around the C natural and D flat. Right, now you're doing both strings. So you're, It's so a lot of ambient yeah. in the album. Yeah. So show us each hand separately. Yeah, first the tone is high gain, but with very very little volume. Okay, right. a, a sort of clean that is not a clean that I use a lot. Yeah. Then I play. That's the left hand. Uh, right. Left hand on the G string, and uh, the right hand is on the D string. Play the same note, but I'm moving around right. uh, the C note uh, also from taking the C note from below with a B natural right that's a cool sound then sometimes uh, I move uh, up with the left hand on the G note or on the fifth uh, you, need, you need to have a lot of effect like uh, echo you know, like I love that. Moving around the, the C and the G, the root and the fifth with a prochromatic approach, yeah. you know.
love that tune. Is it? Can I just hold the bass line for you? And can you play that? Like, yeah. It's such a cool jam, the milestone. Sorry, I was playing also Tim from um, Stravinsky, the writer of Springs, yeah. uh, but modally. And how were you playing it? Just like that, or? Or with the? Yeah, it was playing with like the, that. Uh, tapping. Oh, that's beautiful. From a kind of, a kind of um, Frigia yeah. to a mix of pure mixolydian sound, uh, working on the fifth, like a. Yeah. The is around up. It's playing, you want to try to play this part, I can try to play all this. Section. Dude, that was so beautiful. I, I like to I like to mix the the, the sounds. I'm moving, especially when you have only one note. Uh, it's just so much freedom if there's just a simple pedal bass line. Yeah, you can just superimpose all kinds of beautiful stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah, I like to do these things. That's beautiful. I love. It. So you got the yeah, you incorporate the theme, the Stravinsky over that, and then the, those chords. Like the way you play the the horn part from the Miles Davis song it's, just, it's a really emotional sound it's really cool really? Yeah. thank you in the album we try to do a ca- we try to do a kind of now I have a different thought but a kind of uh, pop rock kind of approach of the of the tone uh, for times which uh, in, a, in a other kind of uh, timber more close to to jazz when um, the bass start to play working you know this part We are in A natural here. Like minor? Yeah. 
je prefer Sometimes I try to use the motif in the album. I remember I was trying to use the motif of the Stravinsky. Transposing, using for like the material for the solo. It can become bebop. You know, it's a work perfectly. I love it, man. Yeah. You're crazy with that bebop, too. Like, I mean, Coco, it's insane. Ah, yes. It's close to 400 BPM. Don't that, tell me to play now because... <laughs> I don't even want to try that. Is, is it 400? Close to 400, yes. Yeah, that's insanity. The band is called the Nuts because we like to do yeah. things that, that are very out of our comfort zone. Because you get downright nutty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't like the comfort zone, but yeah. in the life and in the music especially, then we like to create problems. Also, we play live. Okay, let's start. Yeah, yeah. That's great, man. I would love to see you guys play out there. Is the Italian mofos on there? Are your friends from Italy playing? Yeah, and Did everyone okay over there? And I know there's been earthquakes the last couple of days. All your friends and yeah, family. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm from the north of Italy. Yeah, and that Italia, fortunately, is is better. But uh, yeah, in the middle, the situation is pretty bad now. Yeah, it's been a it's crazy rough year of earthquakes over there. So exactly, very yeah. recently, oh. very close to each other. And now you're over here in California sitting on top of the San Andreas Fault, basically. Yes? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I know, I know, but yeah, I love it. They say it's due any second, but no worries. We won't worry about that. Yes. Man, it's been so great hanging out with you. I, you've got so much going on. Anything you else coming to, up? You need to play a solo now, man. We need to yeah, let's play. play. Play anything. What do you want to play? Let's try a little... Uh, what like are you doing? Tenor Madness? That's on one of your records. Ah, a minor blues. I like to play that blues uh, earlier with blues? you. Yeah, play. But, uh, let's play the minor blues. That was yeah, more cool. major. Tenor Mathers. Yes. Start it off. Show me what you what blues you might like to play. I like the um, Tenor Mathers or also Mr. PC. What do you think of my minor minor mm. blues like Mr. PC? Okay. Uh, like uh, 
I like to think of that Mr. PC as Spider-Man. Do you know, you ever hear the Spider-Man? You're a cartoon guy. You like the Simpsons theme. You ever heard the Spider-Man theme? We, we had this song, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like the, they obviously borrowed it from Mr. PC is what I'm saying. I think ah. they stole it. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything. It's uh, such a pleasure and an honor to be here at this amazing podcast. You're very kind. Thank you. Yeah, but man. Seriously, see you, <laughs> see you so around. That was okay. very inspiring, man. I really, yeah. Uh, that that thing. So even when I was just playing that C note and you're doing the Stravinsky and then the unison stuff, and I was feeling it, man. I remember why I like to do music yeah. because of you. Thank you to you, man. And see you soon.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Don't forget to check out Danielli's bonus footage, which I told you about earlier. It's a video I'm going to put together of like his 13-minute two hands on the neck lesson, tapping lesson, if you will. I'll put it on the No Guitar Is Safe Facebook page. I'll also tweet about it at Jude underscore gold on Twitter. And I'll also put it on my YouTube channel, which is Jude Gold. Go online, Spotify, or iTunes, or officialdanieliguitardo.com and check out his records, Frenzy of Ecstasy, Non Temperato, and Giant Nuts. And remember to go to guitarplayer.com slash N-G-I-S so that you can take advantage of that $5 for 12 issues subscription offer. It's just there for you. It expires on about December 9th. So you have 30 days. Do it. Thanks again to Zoom for the recorder that I used to record this, the H6. And remember, even if you don't agree with your neighbor politically, jam with him or her. Keep that groove going. Keep it alive till you guys are at least 95.